Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Na'amaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulahil kareem amma ba'd. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Okay, and now we are doing hadith number what? 24. 24. Okay, continue. Narrated by Abu Huraya. Huraya, yeah. Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Allah the Exalted smiles at two persons. One of them kills the other, and both will enter paradise. The first is killed by the other while he is fighting in the cause of Allah, and thereafter Allah will turn in mercy to the second and guide him to accept Islam. Then he dies as a martyr in the cause of Allah. Okay. So, what are we saying here? Because the chapter is repentance, mm -hmm. we're saying you could be so bad from the perspective of deen, from the perspective of religion, that you could be at war against Muslims. And you could have even killed a Muslim. Okay. And yet you turn in repentance to Allah. And you can go to paradise. Right. And so that's, uh, that becomes a very, very important lesson. Right. That you're never too deep in whatever it is you're in to prevent you from turning back to God. I mean, can't think of too many things worse than this. Right. And so you kill someone, they go to paradise. And in but you're in a state of rejection of belief, and then you you enter belief, and then you know someone else you know if they kill you, then you're also going to paradise, right? And look at the language that Allah smiles at them. Yadhak is more like laughs, like a happy laugh. Yeah. 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 Any thoughts? I mean, it just goes to show, like the other story we're reading, when the person killed. 99 people went to the monk and everyone like mm -hmm. that. Uh, there was the other hadith where the one thing that stops you from getting repent, like the, the, the gate to repentance is as wide as the ocean, and the only time that gate shuts is the day of judgment. Yeah. So, inshallah, like uh, Allah, like this is even like, okay, you could kill 99 people and still get forgiveness, you can kill another fellow Muslim and you could still get repentance. Uh, the only thing stopping you from getting repentance is you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go into the next uh, next chapter. No, you don't want to. No, well, then we're gonna start it. Yeah. We're gonna start it. And we're not gonna finish. How many hadith are there? This one's long. It goes to seventy-four. Okay. Oh my God, patience first. <laughs> don't do so this. you're saying you don't have enough patience and perseverance <laughs> to be patient? No, no, I have the patience. One. We're not going to be able to finish it, though. That'll bother <laughs> well, me. What if we do a few? Okay. Oh, this and is going to kill me. That'll make you want to learn more. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fine. Okay. Oh, this is going to kill me. <laughs> so the new chapter is called Patience and Perseverance? Yeah. Okay. Patience and Perseverance. Okay, so Hadith, this is yeah, number 24. Do we want to read this? Yeah, read all that. Okay. Okay, so Allah the Exalted said, O you who believe, endure and be more patient. And certainly we shall test you with something of fear, hunger, loss, and that the wealth, uh, a loss of wealth, lives, and fruit. But give glad tidings to As-Sabreen. Sabreen. Yeah, Only so that's the, uh, the ayah from... Uh, yeah, this is Surah. From Surah Al-Baqarah. Yeah, right. I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. So, so one point is, it's a guarantee you're going to be tested. Mm -hmm. And so for those people who are persevering through their tests, give them positive reinforcement. 
reward. Only those who are patient shall receive their reward in full without reckoning. And verily, whosoever shows patience and forgives, that would truly be from the things recommended by Allah. Seek help and patience as a salat. Truly, Allah is with as sabreen and surely we shall try you till we test those who strive hard for the cause of Allah and as sabreen mm -hmm. Okay. Deeth number 25. Narrated by Abu Malik al-Haruth bin Asim al-Ashari. Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu said, Cleanliness is half of faith. The utterance of Alhamdulillah, all praise belongs to Allah, fills the scales of good actions. The utterance of Alhamdulillah fills the space between the heavens and the earth. And uh, Salah is light and charity is the proof of faith. And endurance is a light and the Quran is a plea in your favor or against you. Every person begins the morning ready to strike a deal with his soul as a stake. He either ransoms it or put it, puts it into perdition. Okay. So let's take this piece by piece, <clears throat> especially the last part. Okay. Every person starts their day, and you're cutting a deal with yourself. You're with your soul. Either you're going to do something that can save your soul, ransom it, or you're going to do something that will put your soul in jeopardy, right? So think of all the choices you make throughout your day. You're always making choices of what will help you or what will cause you trouble, right? Okay, then moving from the beginning, wudu is half of salah, okay? And so an important point here is that, okay, wudu is not cleaning. Wudu is worship in the form of cleaning, Okay. Because we might wonder, well, why are these the rules of wudu? That seems kind of strange. You know, you're still pretty clean if you do this or that. So why is that, you know? So, like, for example, okay, if you put your hands in mud, is that going to break your wudu? No. No. But we might say that you're dirty, yeah. right? But you are ritually pure, mm -hmm. okay? Because it's an act of worship. It's not an act of cleaning. Mm -hmm. And so, so wudu is half of salah. Salah is the act of worship, and wudu is half of that. It's also an act of, of, of worship. Okay. And then the utterance of Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah. And then, and then, well, let's see what does it say. Um, so when you say Alhamdulillah, it fills the scales with good. Okay. When you say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, okay, then the space between the heavens and the earth is filled. Okay. Now, so think of this a few ways. One is just on its own. If you say Alhamdulillah, it's like your scales are getting full. That's how heavy it is, even though it takes less than a second to say Alhamdulillah, right? But people forget to do it a lot. People forget to do it, and it is so huge, mm -hmm. okay? So if it takes one second to say Alhamdulillah, think about how many times a day you could say it without changing anything else in your day. But what else are you doing when you keep saying Alhamdulillah with meaning? You're also programming yourself for gratitude. Okay. And then when you're grateful, Allah gives you more. Mm -hmm. And then Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, it says, fills the spaces between the heavens and the earth. If you are saying praise and gratitude are due to Allah, and that Allah is most high, Subhanallah, right? 
then what else is taking place? You're also affecting your worldview. Okay. That makes sense. And thus it fills everything. I mean, your worldview is how you view the whole world. Mm -hmm. And so if you keep saying that, you are affecting how you look at the world. Prayer is light. <clears throat> so then, what does it mean if we call something light? L-I-G-H-T. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not as worth-wise. Okay, not light that way. Oh, okay. Light, uh, let's see, let me find the... Uh, like good, pure. Uh, light is here. Wasala nur. Nur, light. So, how, what, light. what does that mean? It's then? purity. It's light. It's halal. Like, uh -huh. uh, it's good. I don't know how to. So, what else we're saying is that it'll be a source for your guidance, oh, okay. right? Okay. So, say Subhanallah, say Alhamdulillah to help develop your heart, develop your gratitude, mm -hmm. and then lead into salah, mm -hmm. which will then help you navigate. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what? Uh, after that, was salat nur. Charity is proof of faith. So, how would charity be proof of faith? Uh, it's a, a it's it's a zakat sadaqa. Like you're, uh, it's one of the pillars of our. But why would that be proof that you have faith? Uh, it's a physical. Well, you don't need physical action. Really, um, really simple. So, basic point being that if I'm giving something somebody money, okay, and that means I have less now, and I have trust that I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Right, that's faith. Oh, okay. Right. If I'm giving someone money, then I'm saying I'm relying on Allah more than I'm relying on the money because I can give some of it away. That's faith, mm. right? So that's how you show, that's how you prove your faith. Okay. And proving your faith is not just being able to pray. Proving your faith is, all right, I'm giving away of my wealth because I know God will take care of me. Mm. And then the next step, um, uh, sabr is diya. So here it's translated as light again. But sabr is like brilliance, like brilliant light. Yeah. yeah. And why? Because you are persevering through whatever Allah hits you with. Yeah. And then well, Quran is what? It's a plea. It's hujat laka, o alayka. And so, uh, it'll be a plea for you or against you when? During the day of judgment. During the day of judgment because the Quran will stand up and say, okay, he reads me or he doesn't read me. And also in this dunya, how? Because your Quran is where you're cognitively affecting, or in your heart you're affecting how you look at the world. So either it's going to help you, or it's going to work against you. Especially it'll work against you if you're reading, but you're not practicing it. Mm -hmm. Right? And then finishing this last point, every person departs, he's either ransoms himself or throws himself into perdition, meaning every person from the moment you leave the house, you're making choices that will either help you or hurt you in your life, both in the hereafter as well as now. And so these are choices that you can make. What do you say with your tongue? Okay. What do you say, what do you do in terms of your activities? So here's Salah. What do you do with your wealth? So give it in charity. And how do you deal with what hits you in life? You persevere. And how do you get your learning through the Quran? Okay. Okay. How about another one? Okay. Uh, narrated by Abu Sa Sa'id al-Khudri. Yeah. Certain people of the Ansar begged Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and he gave them. Then they again begged of him, and he gave them until all what he possessed was exhausted. Then the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu said, Whatever wealth I have, I will not withhold from you. Whosoever would be chastened and modest, Allah will keep him chastened and modest, and whoever would seek self-sufficiency, Allah will make him see, uh, will make him self-sufficient. 
and whoever would be patient, Allah will give him patience. And no one is granted a gift better and more comprehensive than patience. Okay. So you have the Ansars, who are the people of Medina, and they're, ask, they're asking the Prophet, peace be upon him, for a hand, a handout. Right? Okay. So he gives it to them. And then they ask again, and he gives it to them. And then they ask again, and he doesn't have anything more. And so he says, if I had wealth, I wouldn't hold it back. Okay? But I don't have anything right now. But I will say to you this. Look at what your, your intentions are, your will is, and then Allah will make it happen. Okay? So if your will is, is to be chaste, Allah will make it happen. If your will is to be modest, Allah will make it happen. Which also means the opposite. If that's not your will, then Allah may let it not happen. What's chaste? Chaste is essentially in terms of your relationships... You know, your literally means it, it means you're not having fornication, unlawful fornication. Okay. But what does it mean more than that? That you are very uh, grounded, disciplined, uh, controlled in your behavior, mm. right? Okay. So if that's what you want, Allah will give it to you, right? If you want to be self-sufficient, Allah will give you that. Okay. What is I know what self-sufficient means, but in this scenario, what is he talking about by seeking self-sufficiency, like you're, you want to be, in, you're seeking independence? So think of who, whom in that moment the prophet is talking to. Is to the uh, beggar. Yeah, these people who are asking, you know. So he's saying basically, in a very polite way, he could have said, I'm happy to give to you, I'd give to you if I had anything, I don't have anything. It's point number one, the prophet isn't begging them. Okay? And number two, he's, so he says, in the middle of all this, is that if you want to be self-sufficient, Allah will make you self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. If you want to be patient, Allah will make you patient. That's the best thing you could have. So it's in a polite way he's saying, you know, maybe it's better that you ask Allah mm -hmm. than you ask me. Why, in the Prophet's opinion, is patience the best thing Allah can give us? Why? I'm asking you. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. So, the idea being that if you're persevering, it's like no matter what hits you, you're going to slowly keep moving forward. Okay. So through thick and thin, you're going to move forward. Mm -hmm. Through ease and difficulty, you're going to move forward. Mm -hmm. Which means you're still obeying Allah. You're getting all the benefits from that. Mm -hmm. And every time you're getting hit with a struggle, sins are being dropped away from you. And every time you're being hit with struggle and then you're not giving in, then you're actually becoming stronger so that you can do more. Right. And another way to frame this is that uh, often when students are coming to me with like serious problems, mm -hmm. I can tell pretty soon or pretty quickly how many of them were raised with difficulty and how many of them were raised with a lot of ease. Because those who are raised with a lot of ease tend to be much weaker in terms of dealing with life. Right? They start falling apart much more quickly. Right? And different people are different, but generally speaking, that's how it seems to work out. Mm -hmm. Right? And so... The idea being is that when you're hit with struggle and you persevere through it, at the very least it'll make you stronger to be able to do more, to be able to deal with more. And so more of your sins are being dropped away because you'll be hit with more struggle. Mm -hmm. Right? And so he's saying to, to these, these people, hey, whatever you ask for, Allah will make it happen. Whatever you want in your heart, Allah will make it happen. So if you don't want to be a beggar, you have to want to be self-sufficient. Right. And so the Prophet never said no to a beggar. Um, and in the Quran it says, you know, don't shun them. Mm 
But the prophet also didn't like begging at all, right? Because it's kind of like you're giving up. You know? And that's what perseverance is all about, not giving up. Uh, how about one more? I just never knew that about the prophet. That he didn't like begging. But that makes sense why. I was thinking about that. Like, why wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so would it be our role, maybe if we see uh, someone like that on the street, uh, instead of, like, offering them money or food or anything, is maybe offer them guidance on how to get out of the role? I mean, if you can actively go through it. I mean, I've had many, many experiences with, with people who are homeless and such, or people who are just asking. And I've even worked with people, like, gone online to help them find, here's a way where you can get some income, mm-hmm. right? Some people do it, some people don't do it, some people have heard it a million times. Because once you've crossed the line into begging, I think it's very hard to get out of that mindset, mm-hmm. right? And, and so sometimes it's better that if someone's asking for money, you give them food, mm-hmm. right? But sometimes all they want is money. And they just, uh, like, I, I met this one guy at the masjid, this is years ago, who panhandles... I mean, he begs. Oh, okay. And he says, you know, I talked to him about getting a job. He says, I can make more money this way. Right? So why would I want to get a job? I mean, he sleeps in under a bridge. He, him and his brother, I don't know how he makes it through the winter, but he still feels like he can make more money this way compared to the type of job he'd get. Right? And that's an interesting point, right? There are other people who don't want to do, who don't want to be begging, and they just don't know how to find a job, right? Even I'm sure streetwise is much harder now for people to make money because nobody carries cash. Mm-hmm. So how are you gonna? Who's gonna buy streetwise from you if you have no, if they're not, they don't have any way to pay for it? Mm-hmm. So it's probably even harder now um, to get out of homelessness than it was in the past. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Do we okay. have time for this one or Let's no? Do one more. Okay. Narrated by Abu Sa'd al Khudri, certain people of the Ansar. Oh no, I read it. Yeah, yeah. No, Abu Yahya. Yeah. Abu Yahya Sohab bin so Sinan. Sinan. Yeah. Sinan. Allah's Messenger, Prophet Muhammad said, How wonderful is the case of a believer. There is a good. There is good for him in everything. And this is not the case with anyone. One except a believer. If prosperity attends him, he expresses gratitude towards Allah, and that is good for him. And if adversity befalls him, he endures it patiently, and that is better for him. Okay, so this is really good for us to finish off on this, yes. on this hadith. Perfect. Oh, I need this. Yeah. <laughs> so, the case of the believer. Good for him in everything that happens, and this only applies to a believer. So, prop- prosperity we understand. Mm-hmm. And how does he per- make that good? Gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if adversity, how does he make that good? He perseveres. Mm-hmm. Because the believer knows no matter what Allah puts in front of him, it's good for him. And it's a means to get closer to him. Mm-hmm. So if Allah gives you a promotion at work, a higher pay at work, okay. he's opened the door for you to become more grateful. Okay. If Allah makes you lose your job, it hurts, and you're allowed for it to hurt, but you also know that Allah has just opened the door for you to turn to him and persevere uh, through. When we have adversity hit us, like according to the yeah. passages, uh, I, I was always been told since I was a kid, yeah, like always ask Allah to make it easier on us. Yeah. Uh, but like here it's saying just like, just be patient about it. Oh, it's fine to ask Allah to make things easier on you. Okay. Right? Um, 
is it's that no matter what it is that hits you, just remember that if things do get easier, you increase in gratitude. Mm -hmm. If things are difficult, um, you still have conviction that Allah is going to take care of you, okay. right? And you still have conviction that you're going to get out of it, mm -hmm. right? Unless it's something that's going to kill you, like, you know, you get a fatal disease or something. Okay. And, then, and then that results in sins falling away from you, so that's better. And then in both cases, you're being reminded of Allah, so your goal is to get closer to Allah. So everything Allah hits you with is a doorway for Him to bring you closer. You just have to respond properly to get closer. So ease, respond with gratitude. And with difficulty, you persevere. And the best way to show the gratitude is like after salah, like make dua and things like Many that. Many different ways. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. The ultimate goal is to see everything that hits you as coming from Allah, mm -hmm. as a doorway for you to walk through to get closer to Him. Mm -hmm. It's like a doorway is just open for you. How? This time you just got some money. A doorway is open for you. To, again, how? This time... You know, you got a flat tire and now you need help, mm -hmm. right? And that's every moment of your day. Mm -hmm. And so for the believer then, everything becomes a doorway to get closer and closer to Allah. Mm -hmm. Not for anybody else. And so, what is the religion is supposed to help you navigate through life. And practicing your religion should make you better and better at navigating through life. So this person, in theory, should be very a very happy person, right? Doesn't mean their life is easy, mm -hmm. right? But they understand the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. That this is all temporary. Okay. Yeah. Non-stop gratitude. Yeah. Well, gratitude for ease. Right. And then, and then, yeah, if you recognize that, that Allah is hitting you with difficulty, it's going to bring you closer to Him, that can also be a source for gratitude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's the perfect hadith to stop on. So what, next time, inshallah, we'll do an overview. Yeah. Alright, subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka natubu ilayk Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka natubu ilayk Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu wa la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka natubu ilayk Wa akhiri da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen